obviously i was being so unhealthy to myself working out for two hours a day if i ate more than a thousand calories i would be mad at myself and just completely suppressed my metabolism welcome to the money mindset and manifestation podcast i'm your host marley rose harris and i'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial personal growth and self-development with a little side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show inspires you to do the same and start manifesting everything on your vision board. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, my beauties. Welcome back to another episode of the Money, Mindset, and Manifestation podcast. Today, we have a very special episode because you know what? I've never talked about this before. However, I posted something on Instagram last week kind of about my journey with healing my body and my relationship to my body. And as I was typing out the caption, I was like, this needs to be a podcast because you know how you're limited? I keep getting cut off in the Instagram captions and I don't even know how many characters you're allowed but I'm like that girl going into the comments with the rest of the caption so I'm like okay Marley you need to get on your podcast and let it all out so I'm here to share my story around how I personally healed my relationship with my body I want to say a few things first off I'm not going to say I'm definitely not perfect I'm not like every day being like oh my god I love my body like I'm not I still struggle definitely however I think the difference is drastic of (laughs) where I used to be and where I am now and in addition I am definitely not a certified nutritionist doctor by any means anyways I'm here to share my story and I hope that by doing so it will provide some value along the way. So this is how I've decided to structure the episode. I'm literally going to go bring you back to childhood and walk you through like my whole story of my relationship with my body and how it's changed over the years. And then I'm going to give some tips on what has worked for me. So I'm like tangible tips that you can walk away with that hopefully will help you um, either, you know, bring your body back into balance or some tools you can integrate into your daily routine that will help you um, just feel better in that beautiful body that you have. Okay, so let's hop right into it. So I'm literally going to bring you back to childhood. And as I was making notes, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be a four-hour episode. (laughs) But I'm hoping that I can keep it very to the point, but we'll see. Okay. So to go back to childhood, I was very, very fortunate. So I grew up in a family who, where my dad was a chef and my mom is a really good cook. She's a pastry chef. That's actually how my parents met. And I feel like I was very fortunate with the type of food that I was brought up with. My family really valued good quality food. As a Having a dad as a chef was like, literally the best thing ever like we had the best food and like my mom made my okay this is so spoiled but my mom made my lunch every single day for school until I left 
high school. Yes, in grade 12, my mom was making my lunch every single morning. And every single morning, she'd make us breakfast. Like, oh, like, literally gourmet muffins, um, frittata. <laughs> it was out of control. So I just want to preface and say, I feel like I got so lucky that my parents actually really valued food and valued good quality food so for the majority of my childhood and growing up i was actually a very healthy body weight um and it was nothing i ever thought about i was actually i think quite skinny i don't i hate using that word but like i was had very little fat on my body (laughs) um and so i never even thought about food like until later in life i never really thought about weight Um, so maybe I know for a lot of people that I know, the weight and everything comes really early into life, but mine didn't come till later, actually. So I actually never really thought about working out anything, not even in high school. I actually joined the mountain biking team because my best friend was like, yes, let's join this. And I was like, okay let's do it so random and i ended up losing a lot of weight from it because i was like working out from not kidding like five hours a day on these bike rides and i was like whoa losing weight like it wasn't even something that i was trying to achieve it was just it was just happening because obviously i was working out a lot um so i was like really lean at some points um but again it i don't know i think the school that i went to in the time that i went to high school body image wasn't as social media wasn't a big thing so I don't think there was as much comparison and I feel very fortunate for that actually and yeah I'm like I don't think I have that much like insight or wisdom to provide on my high school years it's kind of like in university when everything hit me (laughs) um and so yeah I think a lot of our like eating habits and a lot of how we eat and what we eat obviously comes from our parents and from their parents so it just gets passed on generally generationally generation through generation (laughs) oh my god you guys it's like four minutes and i can't even speak um through the generations it gets passed on about like how we eat obviously so i think that's something i've really noticed in my friends and like everyone surrounding me who have a healthy diet now they would say like yeah growing up my parents they just didn't know better but they were doing the best they could obviously right so I want to say that that aspect of my life and childhood I feel like I was very secure in my body and it wasn't even a thought I actually was almost insecure at points of like how small I was which is so funny now because if I was that small now like it would get praised like so much um anyways moving on to the part where actually i want to talk about so it wasn't until university that i actually noticed my weight and i went to western ontario university of western ontario and it's a it's a very specific type of person that goes to western like everyone calls it like western girls Everyone there, most people there were very, like, really good looking, very fit, very skinny, you know, just the idea, like, what society praises are, like, the ideal person. And I went to university, I feel like, so unprepared for what I was getting myself into, like, 
like mentally, um, like to do with schoolwork, basically just being away from home for the first time. It was a lot. And for the first time, actually, I wasn't eating at home. I wasn't eating home cooked meals. I was eating out of a cafeteria. And for the first time, I realized that if I ate bad food, it made me gain weight. So everyone was like, you're going to gain freshman 15. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, yeah, right. Bring it on kind of thing. And then (laughs) I actually did gain a lot of weight. And (sighs) it just affects you so much mentally. So I remember just being so depressed. And in hindsight, I was eating so poorly, like sugar, dairy, gluten, caffeine, alcohol, all the things now that I really try to avoid, I was like eating this daily. And I did not know, I was not educated on the connection of like mind and body, you know, (laughs) what you put into your mouth is basically how you're going to feel. Like I had no, no knowledge of this. So it was a free for all for me. I was like, woohoo, can eat whatever I want. Like, Mr. Noodles were like on repeat and I'm just like thinking about the food I would eat and I would feel like so poorly and then also my acne oh it was out of control like I remember I would even like if you've been to university you know how you have like your floor and you kind of like make friends with everyone on your floor if I saw like people on my floor in the calf and I didn't have makeup on, I would like avoid eye contact with them. I'm like, don't look at me, don't look at me. Like I'm so self-conscious. And then coming home, I was also so self-conscious because it was obvious that I gained weight and it was really affecting my self-esteem. And then I also feel like I wasn't really fitting in at university. I don't know, I just, it was harder. I didn't make a friend group right away. I wasn't, I was completely overwhelmed with the amount of work that I had to do. I was like, wait, I have to do this, this, and this? So, again, hindsight, I know I was super stressed out. I was drinking, I'm not kidding, probably like five days a week. And, like, the two days that I didn't drink, maybe, I don't know, I was, like, sleeping all day. (laughs) So, and my sleep schedule was completely off. I would stay up till 4 a.m., even sometimes watching, like, Suits. And so, yeah, looking back at that, I'm like, that was a really, really, really unhealthy time in my life. And I was so depressed. I was so anxious. And again, obviously, because everything I was putting into my body was basically toxic for me. And so that basically pushed me to getting into working out. So I had never really worked out before. I don't know. It just like never occurred to me. And then when I gained all this weight, I was like, right, well, what... I guess I have to go to the gym now. It was just kind of like, okay, next step. Um, so I went from being really like upset in my body, no self-confidence, like zero. Um, I didn't even want to look at myself in the mirror at this point in my life. And honestly, it just makes me so sad to think about that. Like, I, I know I need to do healing from that period of my time, like period of my life, because I'm sure there's a lot of subconscious wounds that I need to definitely look over. Um, and then and then things really changed. So then I started going to the gym and I started to feel better. And I was like, holy, like when you work out, it actually makes you feel really good. And 
So I would go to the gym every day. I started going to the gym and it was my escape. So because, you know, I worked so much like at school and schoolwork and stuff, I feel like when I went to the gym, it was like the one time that I let myself not do schoolwork. I got like really heavy into, you know, studying. Um, And so it was like my complete escape. It made me feel good. And I started to see changes in my body. And then... You know what I actually started with was Kayla Itzine. You guys know, like, who doesn't know Kayla Itzine? But just, like, classic. I remember me and my friends would do it. And then I started to just get really obsessed, but on a level that probably wasn't healthy. So throughout my years of university, it just would get progressively worse. And looking back, I honestly feel like I was just putting so much pressure on myself to, you know fit the typical like university girl who was like obviously like really good looking like really skinny I I want to say like, the typical western girl if I'm being honest I don't want to put down western but if anyone else went there they you know what I'm talking about um western being my university and so yeah I just put so much pressure on myself I would work out all the time and then it got to a point where like I was figuring out about like meal tracking and like calorie counting and then macros and I was like so obsessed listening to all these podcasts and I thought I was doing really good because the more I'd lose weight I actually remember one time I went to this party and my friend was like really every time I see you you're just so much tinier and I was like that made me so happy (laughs) and that's just so sad because it just was a very vicious cycle, you know, because obviously I was being so unhealthy to myself, working out for two hours a day. If I ate more than a thousand calories, I would be mad at myself and just completely suppressed my metabolism, completely ruined it. Um, I lost my period. I basically had every health person in my life, like my naturopath, everyone telling me to stop working out telling me to know eat more like asking me what I'm eating my friends and family were starting to get worried about me just because it was such a drastic drastic change and I was like I'm I'm not doing anything wrong like I'm being healthy I'm working out I'm eating clean but it was to the point where I was like so clean like I wouldn't let myself eat anything with oil nothing with sugar and I know that sounds good but it was it was really intense. I wasn't letting myself enjoy life anymore. I let it totally take over my whole life. And yes, I did lose the weight, but it was not in a way a sustainable way at all. It was actually very much the opposite. Um, so basically, I just noticed my thoughts and I would be constantly stressed about, did I gave, gain any weight? Like if I ate something on the weekend that maybe I kind of let myself have some fun on the weekends and then and then for the whole week I would do like a detox like I would eat so so little and so yes of course I was losing weight but like I said so many poor things were happening to my body and it actually took me years to heal from that just the complete like adrenal crash the hormone imbalance everything um but I did learn a lot like this is when I really put myself into the health and wellness industry and this is actually the point in my life where I was like oh my god I'm gonna go to IHN like I'm gonna become a holistic nutritionist I'm so obsessed with all of this 
And I was obviously feeling good in my body in the way that I looked, but still struggling with, you know, obsessive thoughts about the way I looked and everything. So, so then let's bring it back to after university. So after university, I went to college and I think near the end of college, I went to like a graduate program and near the end of that, I started to realize like I have a problem. I was recognizing that I was so obsessive about my thoughts and what I ate and and I was like, this is not healthy. And I, I remember sitting down with my best friend just being like, who I lived with at the time and saying, you know, I think I have a problem. <laughs> and it was kind of one of those things where everyone knew I did and no one really said anything to me yet. And she's like, yeah, I know. Like, like in the nicest way possible. And so we had a really lovely chat about it. And I think that was kind of my rock bottom moment. And that was a really beautiful time for me. But it, like, I just want to reflect, like, I remember one time I texted my friend being like, oh my god, like, George, you'll never guess when you go to the gym just to make yourself feel better instead of punishing yourself. It's so much better. And she's like, what do you mean punishing yourself? And I'm like, well, you know, if, like I ate poorly the night before or something. And then she's like, I don't think that's why you're supposed to go to the gym. And I'm like, well, why else would you go to the gym? Like, I, my brain was just so <laughs> backwards. And I'm, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny because I really did believe that to be true. Um, so after I had kind of like my rock bottom moment, my realization of, hmm, maybe this isn't how life is supposed to be. Maybe I'm not supposed to be obsessing over every calorie. And, oh, and you know what was a big thing is I had an Apple Watch. And for someone who maybe struggles with, restrictive eating or or like controlling habits around food and restriction restriction i would not recommend an apple watch i was obsessed with it if i didn't burn more than like 800 calories per workout i would just keep working out so i'd be working out for like two to three hours and i would push myself to the limits and again just doing so much detriment to my body and Yeah, so I got rid of my Apple Watch. I was like, okay, I need to really just be intuitive. And that's when I kind of went into the next chapter of my life. So after that, I graduated from my after or my graduate program. And I moved in with a new roommate. And this new roommate was so balanced in the way she ate. And and she had a really beautiful body like very like lean everything looked great but literally did not work out and kind of like ate whatever she wanted and I was like what is this (laughs) what is this concept and I don't think she meant to but she definitely helped me so much in the way I viewed myself and what I meant to have balance like I remember we went out for ice cream one night and I was like, oh my god, I've never ever like gone out for ice cream. She's like, I go out for ice cream like every week. And I'm like, okay. And you don't gain weight? And she's like, no. Like, you guys, I was so brainwashed that I wouldn't even... So anyways, so I think I really, after like watching her lifestyle, it really helped me. So one piece of advice is definitely hanging around with people and seeking advice from people who have a very balanced lifestyle. We all have those friends in our lives that you know, have a really balanced lifestyle, they like work out if they want to make them feel good. And I think just seeing her and seeing her lifestyle is like, wow, 
She doesn't think about food at all. Like, she has no relationship to food. And that really was, like, the moment for me that I'm like, okay, this is possible for me. And so that summer, I dialed back the working out. I still worked out every day because I loved it. But it was less intense, I would say. And and then at the end of the year, I went to Australia. So when I went to Australia, I still worked out mostly. But I was just having so much fun that we would like just be active throughout the day, you know? So I was remember just being so nervous going to Australia. Being like, oh my god, I'm not going to have like my protein. I'm not going to have you know, all this stuff, but I was like, Marley, you're going to Australia, like, do not let this, like, control or ruin anything, or don't let this affect how you enjoy your trip, like, just go and enjoy your trip, eat what you want, do what you want, and don't let this control your life anymore, I was so sick of it, so then when I got to Australia, I definitely let loose, in the way of, like, I did not hold myself to an intense workout schedule, like I said, we kind of ate what we wanted. We just, I feel like I was just eating more intuitively. And, you know, we didn't have like strict like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Kind of like eat whenever we could. And that definitely helped me go into more balance with my body as well. Because I was like, okay, I don't have to work out every single day for three hours to feel good in my body. Because once you stopped that schedule, your body body actually starts to balance out. And... I noticed that so as we went through Australia and then I also went to Bali um that was the first time I went to Bali actually not my first time in Australia but it was amazing and I just remember feeling a lot better my body however we were drinking a lot it was party city and I remember still beating myself up for it and I would feel really uncomfortable in my body if I was holding on to any weight and it it would I tried to not let it affect me but it definitely did I would think about it all the time and I would look at photos of myself and be like ew like I look so bad in this photo and everyone's like Marley you look great like what are you talking about like no this like I would pick on everything and that definitely I would just try to control everything it's definitely a control thing that I've definitely realized Um, so when I came back from Australia, I'd say I was in a really, really, really good place. Um, because by the end I was living in Byron Bay for a month. Like we didn't work out for the whole, I stopped working out really. And I just tried to walk every day. And then I met my best friend there, Katie, who also, we were very open with each other around like eating habits and we would hold each other accountable to say, like speak really positively about ourselves and just try to enjoy life and eat whatever you wanted and not be so restricting. Um, and that was wonderful. She's definitely helped me so much in my healing journey. And then this brings us to when I get back from Australia when um, I lost my dad. So when I lost my dad, I definitely went to food to make me feel better. Um, so instead of restricting... And I think because I restricted for so long, I started developing a binging eating habit. So I would binge on everything. I would, And then every single morning at 5 a.m., I would go to F45. So that happened for, I'm not kidding, eight months. (laughs) And 
this time in my life, I was holding on to so much water weight and I couldn't lose any weight. Um, and I know that in hindsight because my cortisol was so high all day, stressed, you know, going through such a traumatic stre- like time in my life. I was completely stressed out. I would eat stressy. I would eat on the run. And I just, again, felt so uncomfortable in my body. Um, I really, like, hated my body still. However, I went to Hawaii and in, like, April of that year. And I, again, stopped working out. And I was just in the sun all day. And when I stopped working out, I noticed I would eat less. And I would lose weight. So I would just be happy and content in the sun. And when I would leave vacation, I swear I felt like I lost like 20 pounds. But I was, in like, if you would look at it, I was eating probably less restricted. Um, and it would probably look like I should have gained weight. But I would actually always leave, vac- leave vacation and have lost weight. Same with when I went to California that year. Um, I was just, again, eating whatever I wanted, just chilling. And when I left California, I also lost weight again. And so I'm like, what is going on here? There must be something like, how come every time I go on vacation, I lose weight? And what it was, now I know, is that my stress was way lower. I wasn't restricting myself and my cortisol was way lower. So instead of, you know, being high stress all the time, I was actually chilling. (laughs) And if we know anything about stress, obviously it holds in the body. So I was able to actually just like let that all go. And so later on that year is when I left Canada like officially and I went to Bali for the month. And during that trip, I think was the biggest, we're at like the point of like pivotal um, changes right now. So when I went to Bali, I like did not work out for a month. We ate whatever we wanted. But because I stopped working out and because I was in Bali, I was really happy and I did mostly eat vegan, but my body was like, okay, we can calm down now. I'm not going to crave all these wild things. I don't feel like I need to binge on anything anymore because I truly am content and I'm not starved. I'm not starving anymore because I wasn't working out intensely and I also wasn't, you know, wanting to, I wasn't seeking external happiness. I also want to add, I did read the book Brain Over Binge, which helped me a lot. Um, I read that right before I left for Bali and that I sh- I shouldn't underestimate how much that book also did help me. And so, yeah, when I went to Bali, by the end of Bali, I was feeling amazing in my body. And the friend that I was there with, she's the initial best friend who really helped me heal my body as well. So we left Bali and I was like, telling my friends, it's so weird. Like I stopped working out and I just walk every day and I've never felt better. And so I have obviously a lot of friends in the health and wellness field and they basically said like, Yes, because your body's not under stress anymore. You're not putting so much stress on yourself, which, you know, tightens up your whole body. And then you hold on to everything. So I'm like, okay, interesting. And so when I got back to Australia after Bali, I was like, yeah, I'm going to join at 45, like back to working out. And I swear to God, I went to two classes and I'm like, no, 
no. Like, it's back to the tendencies where I'm like, okay, starving, and then I eat a lot, and then and then it goes back into those like binging tendencies. So I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna work out anymore. I'm gonna just walk. And so basically it's almost been a year later and and well also the gym's closed so I couldn't even because of COVID I couldn't even go to the gym but I focus on doing things that made my body feel good so after I go for like a 40 minute walk I feel amazing and it doesn't spike my cortisol it actually lowers my cortisol and I feel like I've just had a great workout but I'm not starving after so I truly feel like my body was going like highs, lows, highs, lows, highs, lows. And then what I've been really focusing on the past year is just to bring it into equilibrium. So no more intense things in terms of like eating a lot, like binging a lot or, you know, um, working out like a huge hit workout for an hour. Um, and I also started to learn about hormones and how they actually pers- like this one book I read said that you shouldn't be work- women should not be working out for more than 20 minutes and that to me was like <gasps> oh my god I like are you joking I have to work out for more than 20 minutes because I would use working out as a crutch for the binging because it would in my mind I was like oh it would balance out so I'm like if I didn't work out for an hour and a half high intensity then how would I burn off everything that I was eating it was such a vicious cycle so skipping ahead to now I didn't have the working out thing anymore because I'm like, I can't rely on working out anymore. It's not helping me. And then, lo and behold, I actually started eating what my body needed, just what it needed. So I noticed myself craving less, being less hungry all the Like, I was literally hungry all day. And I, all I would do is think about food. And then now, I was like, oh, I'm actually not hungry. And I would actually stop eating. There'd still be food left on my plate. And if I was full, I'd stop eating. But I had like, I'm not kidding, never happened to me. It hasn't happened to me in like so long. And, and so slowly I would notice these little wins. And I was like, okay, this, and it felt really good. Like I felt really, really, really good. And in addition, when I was in all these stints in Bali, I was really focusing on healing myself as well, like mentally. And a lot of it came back to self-love. And at the time I was trying to manifest a partner And basically every guru and healer that I saw said, I need to love myself first. And that was hard for me. I'm not going to lie. For so long of hating myself and hating my body, to love myself was like, wait, you want me to what? Um, But they're like, if you want someone else to love you, you're going to have to start with yourself. So after I heard it maybe 17 times, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll give this a crack. And I really noticed that when I started loving myself and loving my body, again, I would just feel better and better and better in my body. And that was truly transformational. So then I started choosing things for nourishment. So I would start integrating Melissa Wood Health back into my day, which is like a 20-minute Pilates flow. But again, I was like really leaning out, but I was working for 20 minutes a day and going for walks. I'm like, if you had told me this two years ago, I'd be like, good luck, you know, but I actually was feeling the best in my body I'd ever felt. And I started incorporating things like celery juice, which really helped me heal my gut. Um, and I also, I don't want to say, 
I don't want to give this as a tip, but I'm not, I would be lying if I said that it didn't help because I think that you need to be your own source of love and, you know, self-compassion. But I, I would be lying if I didn't say that when I got my boyfriend, like when I met Max and Max really loved me for me, it really let me, allowed me to let go of the fact that I thought that I had to have this, you know, typical body or look a certain way to be loved. Um, and that really helped me, you know, reframe that and him just saying like words of affirmation all the time, like really did help me as well. However, I, I just want to mention that because I think it's important and I don't want to say that I did this all on my own. He really has had a huge impact on me loving myself. Um, and it just so happened that I was on this journey of loving myself and, and I met Max along the way and he's only strengthened that. Um, so I think it's really important to have that practice in place before. Um, yeah, so now I've come to a point where really just like fueling my body for nourishment and really tapping into what feels good. And I think a big, big, big portion of it also, (laughs) it's so simple. And sometimes the most simple things are the most effective, but you're like, wait, it can't be that simple, but it like really is. And that's being content. (laughs) And I know it sounds so weird, but I truly believe when we are content, we're not looking for external things to make us happy. So in my whole life, I think I was using like alcohol, I was using food, I was using overworking out, control of what I was eating to bring me some sort of joy. And then when I was at a place of like running my own business, living in Australia, you know, surrounding myself with people who I really resonated with and like living out my purpose, I stopped seeking external validations and using external things to make myself feel better. And that was a really interesting realization for me. I think that happened, you know, earlier this year actually and it's because a lot of people started reaching out again being like oh my god it looks like you've lost a lot of weight and I would be like that's impossible because I'm not working out I don't even know what a workout is anymore and I'm just walking and but I think what it is is that maybe I underestimated that the fact that being content actually allows you to not be stressed and your body stops holding on to weight it just lets it go and lets go of the inflammation lets go of any stubborn body fat because and maybe someone listening who knows more about this can explain this I cannot explain to you this how it works on a scientific level I have no idea even my friend was like that actually doesn't make any sense I'm like no I know it doesn't make any sense but this is just what's worked for me so in saying this and why I'm sharing this story is that I hope that it because it's scary if you're using these tools as a way to make you feel in control and for someone to be like okay now you just need to stop working out and let everything go into balance I would be like yeah right like you can (laughs) like uh, there's no way I'm doing that so I really think I did have to go through this journey to you know realize that I actually don't have to work out for three hours a day to feel good and I don't have to control what I eat or eat 200 calories a day like I can can still eat 
a whole bowl of pasta. I can still eat a pizza. And arguably, right now, I'm eating definitely not clean at all. Um, But I still feel good. And, like, it just shows you, like, you can still eat these things and still feel good in your body. And for so long, I believe that wasn't true. I told myself that I wasn't able to enjoy these things. And, like, life is too short, you know? Life is too short not to enjoy a burrata pizza. That is, like, my favorite thing ever right now. Um... I'm not saying let's go out and eat pizza every night, (laughs) but I'm really now using the 80-20 rule. So 80% of my day, I try to eat really healthy, and and by that, I mean what feels good for me, and then 20% of the day, I will indulge, or 20% of the week, however you want to cut it up, Um, and yeah, I don't put pressure on myself. If I want to eat something, I'll eat it now. Um, Okay, so that's kind of like my healing journey. And now I want to give a few tips, like tangible tips that you can take away from this story that maybe you can, if you choose to, start incorporating your life to also, oh my god, I just checked my percentage and it was 42%, ayo. Um, okay, so if anyone who's listening to this is like, what the hell are you talking about? 42 is my lucky number, so whenever I see it, I have to call it out. Okay, so these are like a few of my tips, and again, if you're listening and you're like a health coach or a nutritionist you're gonna make more like stop (laughs) so i'm not saying i this is like scientifically proven but this has what worked for me and i've also learned it from other like health coaches and things like this so i feel confident giving this um advice so first off which like every person says is heal your gut and for me that's a very overwhelming situation because i'm like oh my god heal my gut Basically, I need to, like, remove it and get a new one, you know what I mean? So it's, like, super overwhelming. But there are a few small things that I've done that have really helped. And it's not, like, doing a full freaking eight-month cleanse. So I am going to say that cleanses did help. So educating yourself on what candida is and parasites are because you could be holding on to, like, inflammation from just those two things alone. That could basically... And like why you have sugar cravings is an overgrowth of candida. It can be one facet of it. So if you have a nutritionist or a naturopath, maybe talking to them about that. Um, I did do a candida cleanse like two years ago. I'm definitely due for another one. Um, and it's so healthy just to clear out that overgrowth. Like basically everyone has this bacteria. Um, and clearing that out can really help with, you know, sugar cravings, energy, because a lot of the times, actually, when I find myself, like, more hungry, I'm like, I know I'm just tired, and I don't actually need more food, but my body is telling me that I do because I'm exhausted, so the easy thing is just to eat more, um, but a big thing was, for me, was cutting back sugar, and I just, it's so funny, because now that I don't eat sugar, if I eat something that has sugar in it, it's like a freaking mouth explosion. I'm like, this is so sugary, but I find when I eat sugar, it actually even affects my anxiety. I'm really sensitive to sugar now, but not having it in my life noticed such a massive difference. It really helps me, you know, feel better in my body and just feel more clear-headed um so if you can just like and honestly sugar's in everything you don't even realize like in your almond milk in your nut milk in your morning like you know matcha i just got a matcha and it was like the sweetest thing i've ever tasted i had to throw it out and i'm like wow 
people just drink these and it probably has like 40 grams of sugar in it. I used to down Gatorades on a hungover morning and that has like 30 grams of sugar in it. Probably even more actually. And I was like, ugh. So as much as you can cut back sugar, I promise you, you will feel so much better. Uh, this is a very... Um, something that people are like no but cutting out alcohol again i just know when i drink alcohol i'm so sensitive to it now that the next day i'll definitely crave food that's bad for me i'll make poor choices it'll affect my mood in a bad way it affects my anxiety um so cutting back alcohol has also made me feel so much better in my body and it actually gives me a huge stomach ache now so whenever i you know, cut out alcohol, I'll notice my bloat will really decrease. This is all to do with bloat as well. And actually, you know what? I didn't mention this, but a huge thing is that like most of the time we're not even gaining weight. It's just truly bloat. Um, So also cutting back your intolerances, like you can do food tests on that. I'm intolerant to gluten and dairy and probably like 5,000 other things. (laughs) I just haven't done a test in so long. Um, but I definitely don't eat gluten and dairy and that has a huge impact on how I feel as well. And the last one, ugh, again, I'm like, feel like I'm like giving you the worst advice here, but cutting out caffeine. Caffeine made my body so inflamed. So when I stopped drinking coffee, I felt like I lost a lot of inflammation in my body as well. Again, obviously feeling a lot lighter and better. Um, and that's a whole other podcast, how I stopped drinking coffee. But if you can try to even go like a week on, a week off, you'll notice how much better you feel without coffee. You might be listening and be like, Marley, are you kidding? I'm not going to go like, I'm not stopping coffee. Don't take coffee away from me. You do you, boo. I'm just telling you what it's worth for me. Um, okay, second tip is to spend time with others who have a very positive outlook on their body. So, God bless, but I know there there were people in my circle who, you know, we're always pointing out the negatives in their body and you know oh do I look fat or oh does this make me look fat oh my god I look fat in that photo and that can be really dangerous for someone especially someone who's going through you know restrictive eating habits an eating disorder it's just not the energy you need in your life you know so and there are so many people in my life as well who have really positive outlooks on their body And I chose to really stop talking to people who, not stop talking altogether, but stop talking about like body topics around people who had still had negative ideas around their body. And obviously just talking about different things. And then when it came to people who didn't really have like a positive thought process on their body, really, you know, asking them about it, talking to them about it and just being honest and open. And that has been transformational for me. And there's been so many people in my life that's truly helped me heal and rewire the idea that I don't need to weigh a certain weight to be loved. Um, and the tip number three is to listen to your body. So this is like something I guess I did that had a huge impact was I always listen to my body. I'm like, doing these hit workouts anymore does not feel good. It makes me feel like I can feel the stress in my body. And so I stopped doing them. And when I eat things, I notice how it affects my mood. I notice how it affects my, you know, body the next day, even my digestion. 
and really stopping listening to what everyone else is telling you of what to eat and what to do and where to go and really start listening to what your body wants and what your body is craving because it will tell you um and also you can be like not wanting to eat things that are super healthy for you like i was noticing bananas weren't sitting well with me and what's wrong with a banana absolutely nothing but just for me it wasn't working so really tuning in and getting crystal clear i even um early on would do like a food and mood journal so what i ate and then how i felt after and it was very clear to me that i had to cut caffeine after that i was like had a cup of coffee felt like i just did five lines of cocaine (laughs) and could run up a wall very anxious very stressed and then I just wasn't putting it together somehow. And then after looking at that, I was like, yeah, maybe I should cut out coffee. Um, Just to say I've never done cocaine, but I can only imagine that's what it would feel like. (laughs) Um, Okay. And so, yeah, basically the tip there, it seems so obvious, but really just listen to your body. And I just talked to so many girls who are like, oh, I feel so bad after I eat cheese, but I just keep eating it. I'm like, why (laughs) like i get it i mean i love cheese as much as the other person but at the end of the day wouldn't you rather feel freaking amazing in your body and maybe trying an alternative um there are great alternatives to all of your favorite things that are making you feel like shit i promise you um just google it um okay so and then another thing is actually getting your hormones tested so this is a huge thing especially for women um getting your hormones tested because it could be a lot of the reason why you're holding on to stubborn weight um why you don't feel good in your body if you have an excess of estrogen you can hold on to a lot of weight um i don't know the facts i'm not going to pretend to spit these all out here but just do some research on it and maybe google your symptoms and probably i've just kind of realized that most of every issue is a hormone problem (laughs) so if you're still on birth control that can be causing you to gain weight and feel shitty in your body and no matter what a doctor tells you the side effects of birth control are gaining weight Um, when i went on birth control i gained a lot of weight and so when i went off of it i also lost a lot of weight and and just feeling lighter in your body does make you feel so much better obviously and way less bloated so tip number four is definitely to get your hormones looked at tested maybe even just doing some research on hormones because that is a huge impact on how my body feels even the time of the month like it gets to that time of the month and i'm like bloated i want to eat everything and i'm like what's going on i'm like oh yeah it's that time so just letting my body letting that pass because i know that in two weeks i'm gonna feel great again it's just it's just what our body does as women um okay my next tip is to follow unfollow anyone who makes you feel like shit in your body and drop the comparison so i actually did this so i went on my instagram and anyone who was like posting photos that made me that i would compare to or made me feel less than unfollowed easy unfollow them and most of these like influencers and i'm not gonna say most of them but majority of the time they look a certain way because it's edited (laughs) 
and we're comparing ourselves to these women who aren't even real. And I actually learned that a lot of these women are getting injections into their body so they lose weight and ribs removed and all these insane you know procedures done to look a certain way where someone like me is comparing myself to them being like why don't I look that way I'm like well I can't look that way naturally and so I'm killing myself at the gym I'm like restricting what I'm eating so much to look a way that my body will never look you know because it's not real um and I think just knowing that I was like, okay, like, let's calm down here. This, what I'm comparing to is not even real and it's fake. And I just need to unfollow them because it's unhealthy for me. It's unhealthy to compare. And even I'm just going to go as far as to say, if you want to drop those comparisons, try something called ETF tapping, just YouTube ETF tapping for comparison. And this will help you move through and stop comparing. Um, And that healed me a lot when I decided I'm going to stop comparing myself to others and just focus on me and what feels good for me life changing um okay and then my final tip here is to focus on nourishing your body and not punishing your body so I don't know if anyone listening resonates with this but I was definitely punishing my body so for example if I ate a lot one day I would not eat the next day or if I ate a lot, I would literally do two full workout classes at the gym the next day. I don't even think I could get through one at this point. <laughs> and I was punishing myself and that does not feel good. Like your body is not meant to be punished. And if you think about it, like we in our you know evolution, we weren't going to hit workout classes for 58 minutes a day we were just moving walking um you know hunting gathering like that's what we're meant to do we're meant to just move our bodies most of the day and i understand we're living in a very stagnant lifestyle and it's actually kind of hard it's definitely hard for me now still to get like ten thousand steps a day i just really try to make it a priority and i try to multitask when I go on my walks, I'll voice note my clients and I'll voxer them or I'll listen to a great podcast or instead of reading in the morning, I'll listen to an audiobook while I'm walking. So I try to make it efficient. Um, but I just notice that when I, if I'm like walking 10,000 steps a day, holy, like the difference in my body, I just feel amazing. So, okay. I also want to say, I think working out is incredible especially when I was in that low point in my life in university working out saved me honestly I do not want you to leave this saying Marley doesn't believe in working out I totally believe in working out like I did a Pilates class this morning I'm just saying I think there is something to be said around doing like high intensity hour-long classes five days a week I think there comes to a point where maybe that I was actually doing it six days a week that I don't think that was good for my body and my hormones However, I think for men, obviously, it's completely different. They don't have hormones like women do. And if you're doing that and that feels freaking amazing, do it. Like, I, the point of this is truly for you to take note of what feels good for you. So for me, that didn't feel good. So I stopped doing it. And now I feel good. But if that helps you and makes you feel really good in your body, continue doing it, please. 
all I want you to do is feel good. And that's the reason I'm sharing this episode is that so you listen, maybe you make some mental notes, maybe you don't listen to anything I say. And it's just a reminder at the end of the day, I just want you to know that I want you to do what feels good no matter what anyone else says. No matter if someone says you have to do this and you do this or do this, because obviously there's so much information out there and it can be really overwhelming like should i do keto should i do paleo should i do vegan should i not blah 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 it's like you should do what feels good for you and obviously in a healthy way so yes eating pizza for breakfast lunch and dinner does feel good (laughs) but for like the only point when the pizza is going into your mouth and not any time after (laughs) so I mean, I don't, I don't have to explain that to you listening, but it's all about balance, you know, 80-20 rule and just doing what feels good for you and your body. So if doing yoga every day feels good, great. If doing, you know, weight training feels good. One of my best friends, she does weight training every day. I personally do not do all weight training. I go really bulky. Like it doesn't make me feel good in my body. And so I stop weight training, but she, for her, it's like her thing you know? And that's just how it is. Like everyone's so different. So why would one method work for everyone? It just doesn't. Not one eating, not one diet works for everyone, not one exercise routine. So there's no way that there's one way for everyone to feel good in their body. It's very custom to you and what your body's needs are. Okay, finish my speech. (laughs) Um, I hope this was helpful and I was really excited to, you know, expand more on what I was talking about, share more about my story and guys, like I want to say, like I definitely still struggle and especially during my time of the month when I get really bloated, I definitely let it affect me more than I should, but I'm really trying to work through more self-love, more self-compassion and that's what will get us through it. I promise you. So I'm sending you all so much love. Thank you so much for listening. This was a longer episode than usual. Um, I'm also in my new co-working space in one of the meeting rooms, so I hope the audio doesn't sound too echoey, but hopefully my editor makes this sound bomb, which I'm sure he will. Okay, well, I love you all so much. If this episode provides you with any value, I would appreciate so much if you took the time to share it with anyone who you feel like might need to hear this message give it a a like a subscribe um if you want to leave me a review i would literally love you so much um so yeah and let me know what you think of the episode if this provides you with any value i'd love to hear it shoot me a message on instagram and i will see you sweet peas next week love you guys Mwah.